Thanks for tuning in to this special New York Fashion Week bonus edition of the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Christine Currens, president of Badgley Mishka. Christine discussed the role of the fashion show, the evolution of luxury, and how this year the Oscars are shaking up Fashion Week. That's next. Hey, Christine, welcome. Hello. Hi, happy Fashion Week. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yes, so happy to have you. So tell me about Fashion Week. Seasonal, you do this twice a year. I mean, is everything leading up to Fashion Week every other week throughout the year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's a madhouse. Um, it's really, really the funnest time, though, for the brand and for Mark Badgley and James Mishka. They get, you know, it's the first time every season they get to see the clothing, the shoes, everything, you know, mixed with the hair and the makeup that they choose, everything come to life for the first time. And, you know, they always talk about that that's just their favorite moment is when they see the girls all lined up ready to walk down the runway for the first time. That's when they get to see what they've been envisioning in their head for these months and months, like, come to life for the first time. It's so fabulous. I feel like I'm the last editor standing who is still a Fashion Week fan. Like, there's such the talk right now about the relevance, the importance, yes. um, you know, the changing of of the designers showing versus in New York versus in Paris and blah, blah, blah. Tell me, um, the brand's been doing it for 30 plus years now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Well, what does it mean for the brand? What What is this opportunity? What does this uh, show mean? Right. I mean, it's obviously over the past 30 years and, and even before then, you know, it's it's changed and evolved. Fashion Week is very, very different. It used to be an exclusive group being invited of buyers and press. And it was really just industry folk. And it was, you know, just for their eyes only. And then when people would see stuff in the store, you know, that would kind of be the first time they're seeing it. And now over the years, obviously, with Instagram and social media, it's it's drastically changed. And I think for the better. I mean, you want to be able to offer your customers this experience. And now, because we stream it on our website and through Instagram, you know, now our customers can sit front row, you know, right next to me and watch the whole, you know, show live right in front of them and get to experience it along with everyone else. So it's not, it's not just this, you know, exclusive New York market. It's now a global market that gets to see the show and, you know, we get to experience it along with everyone. So has that changed your approach? Have you dabbled in the see now, buy now concept or um, is everything that you're showing uh, fall 2020 as, as it traditionally has been? <laughs> so we have experimented with that. Um, several years ago, we did um, a couple seasons where it was, you know, see now, buy now type of type of um, offering, but it just, it didn't work out for us because the retailers are still not to that point. So they needed to make their buying decisions so many months earlier. And it just, for special occasion and for what we were doing, it just, it, the industry was not ready there as a whole. I think that we would love it if it would kind of start to move in that direction. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, it's kind of the way it is now. So, um. yeah. So nothing right now is uh, you buy from the runway. Everything has that has your audience, those watching it on Instagram. Is there concern concern that as when these clothes hit the hit the racks, when they are available to purchase, um, it will feel like, you know, a long time coming. It will feel like old news. Is that urgency there? Are you seeing demand for those runway looks immediately? 
Yes, for sure. And we're um, working with SAP and we partnered with them on this app. It's called Runway by SAP. And it's, you know, again, another way for us to engage our consumers and, you know, everybody watching. But and we're, we're playing around with this technology, which is a lot of fun. It's machine learning. And so you can hold your phone, you know, if you're on this app, you hold your phone up to either you're sitting live front row, um, hold your phone up to watch the models come down the runway, or you can hold it up against your computer screen or your television. And as you're watching the runway show, it will then download any information you want to know about this particular look. And you can love it or like it. You can add it to a wish list. So then this way, when this actually becomes available, you know, for production and is in stores, you'll then be notified. You know, here it is. You can be the first to have it in your closet. Um, and so I think it's it's a really fun way where then it doesn't feel old and tired. You know when you're getting that message, you requested it, and you said you wanted to know, and you wanted to be the first to have it. And so anywhere in the world, now you can you know, be the first to own Runway. Amazing. So tell me about this app. Is this something that you're working with them um, exclusively exclusively on? This is only Badgley Mishka is available through this Runway app um, styles. And also, how are you getting the word out that you can do this? <laughs> I know we've we've spent a lot of time with SAP developing this kind of season over season, and so it started out as something you know very very different. Where the girls walking down the runway were all wearing beacons, and as the beacon passed your phone, then it would give you all the information. But obviously now with the technology developing so quickly and your ability to now be at home in front of a computer screen and not live having, you know, the model in front of you pass you, it really sets the stage for for the global market to then vote in and say, we love this dress. We want this dress. So now when you sit down with your buyer, you know, if you're sitting with, say, Nima Marcus or something, when they come in, we can say, look, the data shows that everybody loved this dress, maybe over this other one that maybe you were looking at. And we can really kind of help drive educated buying decisions. So then when it's in store, you have a better chance of it selling through and not being wasteful inventory out there. Very cool. So if you're not seeing any engagement, (laughs) a dress is a flop maybe that hit the runway or do you find, do you maybe kill the style? You're like, we're not even going to go forward with this. What happens? Yes. I mean, if, if we were to see something like that, then for certain we would. You know, another interesting thing that we've noticed is because our runway shows are are quite unique in that we offer different price points on the runway. So we're showing all the way from our couture, like you can see a $12,000 gown on the runway, all the way down to a $200 dress. And we're really mixing it all together. So What's interesting sometimes is, you know, a finale gown is oftentimes one of our couture gowns. They're very, very expensive. And if you see so much likes on that to then say, hey, you know, we really need to be developing this into different price points, that clearly the customers are reacting to this. So I think it, it then also offers you some different information um, where, you know, you might you might not otherwise know. Yeah. What data do you have in terms of the hot styles that saw engagement, that saw demand? Um, it becomes available for purchase. Are you, are they buying? Yeah. Well, last season there was this red column gown with big pink balloon sleeves, and it was one of the lowest likes look on the runway. 
And the stylists happened to love it, though. So for award show season, it was one of the most requested looks. And then Susan Watson wore um, it to the Emmys. And there was a huge trend in the Emmys of red and pink gowns. She was one of them. All the girls were in them. And so now it's taken off as a major trend. So now when this hits stores, instead of it being the least like look when it was on the runway, I'm just wondering if having that red carpet experience and this trend evolved, if that's going to change things. But you know, it'll be in store soon. So we'll find out. Interesting. I'm glad you brought up the red carpet. We were just talking that the Oscars and Fashion Week overlapping this year. Is this like a first? I don't know. It's like, wow, let's get really crazy. (laughs) It's the first (laughs) I can remember. Uh, You know, it definitely has everybody up in arms in New York Fashion Week. Um, Because obviously, you know, there's celebrities and press and stylists. I mean, everybody is kind of trying to, you have to pick a lane then, you know, are you going to be out in LA for that week? Or are you going to be in New York? Um, So it's, it's, it's causing a divide. Yes. So you're just like, you're, I don't know, spread, spread thin pretty yes. much. Yes, exactly. Oh my <laughs> Teams in both places. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Well, I was going to ask you about uh, the technology that um, is happening on the runway. I'm glad you brought up that app. Anything else that you've tried? Um, I know, you know, a lot of things can read as gimmicky, um, but this definitely seems like it has a, a purpose. But right. anything else going on? We work a lot with Rent the Runway, which we, you know, is another exciting um, platform out there, which which is fun and being able to then offer these dresses to rent, you know, that idea of the closet in the cloud. Um, And it's just been we were one of the first brands to sign up with Rent the Runway and have had this amazing partnership with them, you know, think tremendously of them over these past several years as they've continued to grow and we've grown with them. And so we're, you know, one of the most rented brands on their site. And it's exciting because for us, it just, it's all about inclusivity, not exclusivity. So being able to offer, you know, we offer sizes all the way from, you know, zero up to size 26. And then also being able to have somebody rent your dress for just a fraction of the retail price then just gives you the ability to have so much more um, experience out there from your customers. Definitely. Let's talk about inclusivity. There's a lot of talk this year about uh, the tickets being sold to shows and who do you invite to the show? Is it is it press? Is it influencers? Is it the everyday Joe that bought a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> so we don't do the, the buy a ticket. Um, it is very much press, buyers, influencers, celebrities. Um, it is... It's a, it's a coveted, you know, the room is small. It's around a thousand people. So it's, it's a short list. And that's why with such a small room, you want to, that's what, you know, it being on social media and Instagram is so exciting because now everybody can, can sit at the fashion show with us. Definitely. And what, what do you consider a successful show? Is it, do you base it on maybe, um, I mean, orders are being placed that week or is it uh, traffic and engagement you're seeing on social media? Um, what makes it worth it in the end? Well, yeah, I think that, Obviously, you know, when we walk away from a show and the reviews have been amazing, yeah, you know, it's a it's a validation. It's a feel good. Obviously, Mark and James just just love it. But 
I think what gets us most excited is then when you are in your market that following week and you're sitting, you know, you have market appointments with your buyers the following several weeks thereafter, and then it continues on the road. You know, it goes to to Paris and all the regional markets, et cetera, and the, the closed travel and you meeting with customers or, you know, our buyers around the world and getting their true reaction because they they know their customer and they're already seeing, oh, this dress is going to look great on that part. I know, you know, this is what they've been looking for. And so their excitement in those one-on-ones, I think, is is where, you know, it fuels the passion. <laughs> yeah. Where do you look most for, for feedback to kind of gauge whether something was a hit? Are you still looking at kind of, there are still those traditional fashion critics. I mean, there's talk of the relevance, relevancy of that as kind of influencers become the the voice, I guess, right. the go-to voice. Who, whose opinion do you value? I would say it's at the end of the day when you get the sell-through reports, then you really know, did, did this win? You know, is this something that everybody was looking for? And if you can see across the board for multiple retailers, and including our own website, that something was a hit, then you you know, hey, we really we really touched on something. So I I would say that that's like the end of the day, the customer is is the one that speaks to us. Yeah, talk about the run runway show versus the presentation. Have you guys tried a presentation? Not in recent years. No. Yeah. Um, it's you know we we go for the full blown runway show, and for us, it's just it's a really really exciting time. And like I said, it's it's this global stage. There's no better way in our eyes to to bring it to life and share it with everyone. Totally. So your customer, I feel like she's this glamorous <laughs> glamazon. No, <laughs> who is she? she is. Um, <laughs> is she older? Is she? Um, I just feel like she's she's event hopping and she has an amazing social life and she, who is she? Well, because again, we offer different divisions at different price points. We really have the opportunity to reach a lot of different age groups and affluency. So there's the couture customer who is, you know, more mature, um, who's, you know, out at the charity galas and, you know, living, living her life, um, glamorously. And then there is, you know, like I said, there's, uh, customers on Rent the Runway who are going to work every single day. They're in their 20s or 30s and they're taking advantage of the of the wardrobe there and wearing all of our amazing wear to work dresses. So I, I think sometimes we get put into the box where it's just, you know, red carpet glamour, but there's so much more to the brand. You know, our, our wear to work collection, you know, as I'm wearing today, so <laughs> is, um, is extensive. And so it just gives you those chic, sophisticated dresses to just pop on and, and wear every day. Totally. Do you guys have like a goal to appeal to Gen Z? Is that a target audience for you right now? Well, Gen Z is <laughs> about to inherit something like hundreds of billions of dollars more than any other generation has ever inherited. So <laughs> I, I don't think that they can be ignored. Um, and we do have in our shoe collection, we have it's called uh, Balji Mishka Jewel. Yeah. And it's a lower priced shoe collection, which is really kind of aimed after that market of prom goers and young in college, you know, that age group. And it's at a price point that that follows suit. And they're they're just stunning. I mean, what you can get for these, you know, the the price value equation for these shoes is just amazing. They are stunning and beautiful and I would be proud to wear them. 
Yeah, definitely. Can you tell me about the evolution of the brand? I mean, would you say that uh, diversifying, changing up the categories, just evolution, evolution, what's been the key to this longevity 30 plus years? (laughs) Well, definitely evolving the brand, you know, and really getting into all the different product categories. It's been exciting over the, you know, past several years of really, really expanding the brand. So we've got um, kids wear, which is just the cutest thing you've ever seen. My little daughter wears it all the time. Um, And it's dresses and little girl's shoes, which are so cute. Um, And there's luggage and perfume. I mean, it really is an extensive collection. And swimwear. um, It's it's fun. It's fun. I think Mark and James really enjoy getting into these brand new categories and learning about them and designing into them. Yeah. So I think it's really giving them the creative license to expand. So definitely. I know uh, you've got the brand, the one brand, what's available at Dillard's is a Belle Badgley Mishka. Badgley Mishka. You've got this range um, of price points, um, the different brands. Can you tell me um, the danger? Of course, we've seen it with like Zach Posen and he had his Zach, Zach Posen or the different um, lines at different tiers. Um, And, you know, some people are saying that that's where he went wrong or maybe um, he should have kept it at just strictly high fashion stuck it stuck in stayed in his lane but anyway is there a threat there or any concern or is that even if that's that's necessary to be a modern brand <laughs> I think if you have your customer in mind and you're reaching different customers you know and you're not cannibalizing your original business so for us it's very very strategic there's a customer there's a need and we're trying to solve that need um, and really offer something for everyone. I think if you go into it with that mindset and that thought, then it's always going to be successful. Totally. Let's take a quick break. Do you often enter new categories with a collaboration or a collaborator? Is that a strategy? Um, We would love to. We would like, we're always open and always thinking about different things such as, you know, our long partnership with Rent the Runway or, you know, what we're doing with SAP um, and others. But for the most part, um, so far, we we haven't picked, say, like another designer to, to collaborate with yet. Okay, cool. Let's talk more about Rent the Runway. What have you learned about your customer through, through Rent the Runway? Just that there is this working woman who really values or would love to wear the brand. Or um, what, are, what else are you learning? Well, so in the beginning, um, it was very much runway, special occasion, you know, I need a gown to wear to this wedding. And that was what the business was. And as they've grown and we've grown, it's really grown into the into the where to work piece, which is exciting for us because that, you know, that's our customer every single day. So every night she's not going to have a black tie affair, um, but she is going to have a reason to wear Bajamishka every day now. Totally. Yeah. Is that a large wholesale partner for you? Very much so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They um, do an incredible business. And I think that, you know, they're solving they're solving a problem. That's kind of what we always all try to do is is see the need and see the problem. And that's what they're offering to their customers. I mean, I remember the day that the Jens came into our office and pitched us this new idea of renting our dresses and a lot of the feedback that they were getting from some of the other brands were, oh, no, we're really worried about our full retail price and what's that going to do? And we very much took the attitude that, no, 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 this is a different customer. She's not the one 
who's walking into some of our department stores. She she wants to be able to afford the brand and wear it and experience it. And we want to be there for her. We want her to do that too. And so it really evolved from that partnership. Yeah. Do you find that that's the first taste of the brand and maybe then they go on uh, to buy the brand from, from you directly? I would say that or the shoes. The shoes yeah. are um, just incredible. I mean, I I feel like I can't meet somebody these days who doesn't say, oh, my Badger Mishka pair of shoes in my wardrobe. Awesome. Um, and so I think oftentimes that can be their, their first experience. And even when Mark and James, you know, they love going to personal appearances and meeting customers and being in the, you know, dressing room and helping them get, you know, look their absolute best. And what they will do is they will line up for miles with their shoes. And Mark and James sign the soles of every single one of their shoes. And nice. it is just incredible. And they see some of these shoes that are, you know, years and years and years old. And as they're cleaning out their closet, they they can't bear to get rid of them. <laughs> or, you know, same same for our dresses, too. You know, it's really... Oftentimes you hear the story of, you know, I just I couldn't pair to part with it. So I gave it to my daughter or I'm keeping it because I'm going to wear it again. And it, it really is um, timeless fashion that, that lasts. Definitely. I know you've recently uh, revamped your e-commerce site. Can you tell me about the balance of wholesale versus direct, uh, direct to consumer, what the ideal balance is? You mentioned kind of see now, buy now with the wholesale partnerships. Maybe that not that doesn't work. But for direct selling, I mean, if you shift it that way, maybe it would work. Yeah. So we were definitely putting a lot of thought into our dot-com business and have been busy revamping it like like everybody now um, and, and trying to work it out and making sure that we're offering our customers exactly what they're looking for and different ways to find it. So on our website, you'll see you know, we offer ways to search for things, you know, so by invitation. So I've got black tie or it's cocktail attire or, you know, I'm looking for mother of the bride. So being able to search by your need and not necessarily know what you're looking for. You know, I'm not looking for a black dress. I'm looking for mother of the bride and being yeah. able to to search those things out. So, you know, we're, we're really trying to meet our customer and solve solve those problems for her. Nice. Do you say all of all of the the lines are available? Are the lower end some of them are exclusive? Maybe through a Dillard's. Yes. yes. So Bell Baljamishka is exclusive to Dillard's. Got it. You mentioned Mark and James kind of uh, being out there and <laughs> doing their thing. Talk to me about the the importance of them being the face of the brand. I feel like we don't maybe they, maybe for some shoppers they wouldn't be recognizable. Um, as some designers are, right, right. it's important that they're kind of out there. I think you're you're doing more with social media. I'm seeing them more and more. Yes, yeah, they're they're out there now. Um, they're the two most handsome gentlemen <laughs> you've ever seen. And and my father has spent some time with them recently, and all he said was gentlemen. He's like, you just don't hear that word. Any, my father's 96 years old. And he said, they're just gentlemen. And I said, you're right. You know, they're, they're true classic gentlemen. And they, uh, it's fun to see them out there and having the customer get to know them a little bit better. And yeah. so we do this series called Q&A with M&J. So um, our customers or fans can log on and through our social media accounts and ask them a question, and then we air them filming it. And you get to know their personalities a bit because, 
you know, they are just hysterical. You know, Mark Badgley, his favorite holiday is April Fool's. And so <laughs> if you're on his hit list, you, you will be <laughs> attacked on that day. Um, but so, you know, they're just they're just fun to get to know. And yeah. James is just he's such an extraordinary chef. And I don't think people know that about him either. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to spend a few days at their home uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, you know, he just whips something up in the kitchen like it's <laughs> nobody's business. It comes right out and serves it. And we're just dying over this gourmet meal. But they're just so interesting. They know how to entertain. They know how to cook. They know how to host. They they just they really have the world in a different lens than the rest of us. Yeah. Do they find it or do you find it? um that it works to really call call out the the tradition of the brand that you've been around thirty years and maybe um, everybody's trying striving for authenticity and to say you know we've been doing this we we're the same right, <laughs> dress right. glam um, source that we always have been um, do you do that in marketing and um, what are you finding that's working in marketing well I would I would say yes because you know we're not a trendy brand and you can see trends come and go. And I think that is the unique thing about Badger Meshka. It's very much timeless glamour. And so when you make an investment in, you know, our shoes or clothing or anything else that we do, you know, it's built to last and you know, you're going to, you're going to have it for a long time. You're going to be passing it down. You're going to be giving it to friends. It's, it's not dispensable. Yeah. Like fast fashion, you know, it is the anti-fast fashion. <laughs> totally. That makes sense. Are, is marketing, um, digital marketing, where most of your spend is going right now. Yes. 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 You know, but I mean, again, back to, you know, runway and our campaign shoots, everything that we do then has a component to social media and our website, you know, our behind the scenes, as we call it, Yeah. you know, getting there. So whether you're at the runway, seeing everything that we're doing backstage, our campaign videos, getting to see Mark and James, you know, they're there on set styling the girl, they're pulling it together. They are engaged in everything we do. And so I think it's a lot of fun to see them do what they do so well. Totally. Something that you're doing outside of the box. Uh, tell me about what's happening on with this Covet gaming app. <laughs> <laughs> Covet fashion is so, that's another one of our um, terrific partnerships. And again, even though it being a 30-year-old timeless brand, trying to think of new ways to do new things um, and hitting new customers. So Covet Fashion is a gaming app, and you get an avatar, and you dress your avatar digitally in a Baljee Mishka wardrobe. Fun. And we issue style challenges, and it's so much fun. Um, for New last New York Fashion Week, we issued a style challenge of what would you wear backstage to see Mark and James. And um, I think, you know, since we've started with them, these different style challenges that we've done, I think we've had... Over 200 million looks styled digitally on Covet oh my Fashion. Gosh. It's, it's incredible, the reach. Um, and it's not passive like on Instagram when you see a picture. These gamers are involved and invested in our brand. They're actually styling their avatars and putting, you know, oh, I think it goes with that shoe or I need this hair or this thing. I mean, they're really thinking it through and what the event is and where this person is going and... So you get to be, you know, this this stylist or maybe it's, you know, in your every single day life, you, you don't have this invitation to go to these, you know, events. So you get to do it digitally and live, you know, vicariously through these ways. I, I think it's I think it's really exciting and a lot of fun. And 
they have shown us that when they've reached out to their customer, about 89% of their customers are more likely than to purchase from a brand that they're now aware of through this gaming app than they otherwise would be. Oh, interesting. So it's more so awareness, play. Awareness, yeah. Yeah, and then... And just having fun with it. I mean, you have to have fun with fashion. It just, you know, I feel like we can't take it too seriously all the time. It it needs to be fun. Runway's fun. You know, I I think... uh, it's a way for everybody to be experimental and different and unique. And these are all things we need. Yes, it is fun. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure model castings are happening right now. Who who do you put on the runway? Who Who is a fit for your brand? Um, what models do you like? Well, we are definitely diverse on the runway. Um, we always have been and in our campaigns. So I think it's exciting. You know, every season it's a, it's a new group and an um, I think it's I think it's a lot of fun to see it come to life. So I don't know yet about this one because we're still in the mix <laughs> of it all. Um, but so stay tuned and watch. Have you always uh, live streamed the show? How long has that been going on? Uh, for the past couple of years now. Cool. Yes. And what do you I, know about who's watching? It's so fun. Are people watching it live? Are they watching it yes. later? I mean, even talking about Covet, there was last show... It was over 50,000 people through the Covet app logged in and live streamed our show. So, again, that is just a different group of people that may or may not have found us otherwise. So, Oh, my gosh. How cool. Yes. Well, I have to ask. There's such a conversation happening right now um, on Amazon potentially launching this uh, luxury platform or a space for luxury brands to, to go where it would feel home, like home and not like Amazon because you're such a – I don't know – first to market or you're, you're kind of with Front the Runway, you're first to sign on. Um, I would think, I just think it, take, it would take a great brand to sign on and kind of open the floodgates. Um, right. What's your take on that? Is it a place somewhere you'd go? Interesting. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know yet. I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, but I think that being able, I mean, obviously Amazon is, is solving a major need, which is, you know, again, what we always try to do. And prime customers being able to, you know, order your detergent and have it be there same day or next day. I mean, that is, that is valuable. So now you're in need for this great dress because you got a last minute invitation or whatever it is, being able to solve that need. And which there's a few platforms that do do that. Um, I, I think, I think there's definitely a place for it. Definitely. Yes. What can you tell me about what's next? You've ex- you've evolved. You've expanded categories. <laughs> you will be at New York Fashion Week next season. What else can we expect? Um, well, bridal always continues to be you know a really large category for us and a and an area of focus. So and again, you know, with the children's wear that we're doing, I just I'm really excited. I feel like not everybody knows yet that we've got children's wear. Even in my daughter's school, you know, every time somebody hears it, they're like, you know, as soon as they log on, they're like, these dresses are so gorgeous and these little shoes. And so um, I think it's really, you know, we've been in a launch mode. So I think it's now really about focusing in and harnessing these businesses and really supporting them the best way we can and getting the, the word out. Well, kids on Rent the Runway, I know they're doing kids now. I know, I know. <laughs> 
Um, so we've got, uh, obviously, our, our market is coming up. Uh, and so we have an important meeting with Rent the Runway. So I think we'll be talking about some of these things for the near future. Awesome. And yeah. you'll always, will you always be doing the show in New York? I know we've had some folks flee to Paris and elsewhere. Is New York where it's at? New York is our home. You know, this is, we're an American fashion house. This is, this is where we live. So New York, New York, New York. Good news. <laughs> New York Fashion Week cannot leave. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. That's all for this episode, which was produced by Pierre Bienname. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please head to the review section on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast to give us a rating and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.